Sooner or later, when you least expect it, there comes a point of no return, a dead end from which there seems no escape, a moment in time, a moment of crisis. Driving a heavy diesel tractor, hauling cargo on a night run, can be one of the loneliest occupations on earth. And yet it suits some men to ride the high cab, to preside over hundreds of horsepower and thousands of pounds as their headlights blaze through the night. This is the story of one such run, as told by a driver named Larry Talmadge, whose loneliness and generosity overruled his head on an evening run through the Diablo Mountains in California, when he decided to stop to pick up two riders, a young woman and her baby, and found himself squarely in the middle of a mystery. In a moment, Crisis brings you Michael David McGuire's baffling story called Night Rider. My name's Larry Talmadge. I've been a trucker now for 15 years. I guess you could say that I've been somewhat successful. Two of my own rigs, nice house, beautiful wife, and two boys. The oldest plays football, good grades. He'll go to Stanford next year on a scholarship. When you've been at this business as long as I have, you run into a lot of strange things. Freak ice, flat tires, washed out bridges, and lots and lots of people. Wish I could remember all the faces I've seen. But the strangest thing by far that ever happened to me was about five years ago. I had contracted with a builder in Stockton to haul a load of construction material to Clayton in rural Contra Costa County. Simple job. I was driving their rig, only 40 miles or so, paid good money. It was July, that hot time of the year when the creeks dry up and the hills turn a dusty brown. I picked up my load and was leaving Stockton and that evening, hoping to be back sometime before midnight. My first stop was in Byron. Not much of a town. It's where the main highway hooks up with County Road J4. The two-lane road that would take me through the Diablo Mountains onto Clayton. I'd never driven this particular highway, so I thought that it might be a good idea to stop at the little cafe in town to ask some questions. Road conditions, you know. Besides, I was a little hungry. Good cup of coffee, a sandwich. Always tastes just right when I'm on the road. It was a small place, one of those home-cooked kind of places. It was clean. It was called Rose's Cafe. Hi. Hi. What's good? Well, the turkey was good, but it's all gone. I've got roast beef, ham, lunch meat, and... uh... How about a roast beef sandwich, uh, lots of mayonnaise? Do I get a salad? Sure. What kind of dressing? What do you have? Blue cheese, Thousand Island, oil and vinegar, French. Mm, Blue cheese. Soup, got beans. And tomato. Fair warning. The tomato's not too hot. Yeah, make it bean. You ought to know. Okay. Roast ham, heavy mayo. Coffee? Yeah, yeah. Cream too, please. Yeah, thanks. The coffee was great. A nice waitress. 
You probably know the type. You see them all across the country in little cafes and bars. Same kind of girls, just different faces. My sandwich is pretty good, too. Usually, when the food is good, a place is crowded. But I was the only one in Rose's Cafe that evening. That is, until I was almost half finished with my meal. It was an old man. A farm worker, I guessed. Dark, wrinkled skin. Short gray hair. The backs of his hands were like leather. He was slightly stooped, and he walked with a slow, measured pace. He seemed to know the waitress and the cook in the back. He he waved to them and then took a stool at the counter. His eyes were fascinating. There there was a brightness to them, a a certain spark of youthfulness, of life. It was so strange to see these eyes in such an old body. I couldn't help but watch him as I finished my sandwich. He noticed me watching and turned toward me to speak. So you are a... Truck driver, senor? Yes, sir. Uh, just bringing a load out from Stockton. It's kind of hot out there today, huh? See, si, senor. Do you go back tonight? Yeah, later on. Have to drop this load off in Clayton first. Ah, senor, but it gets to be night now. And I think I can handle that. Say, do you know the roads around here? Uh, the road to Clayton? Todo mi vida, all my life, has been spent all year since I was a little boy. I know these mountains, senor. They are evil. (laughs) Especially when it gets this hot. It is not to laugh. This road you drive, it is a bad road for day. It is not a road to drive in darkness. Well, I just... These are the Diablo Mountains. Do you know what Diablo means in my language? It means devil, doesn't it? Si, senor. It is evil. More coffee? Hmm? Oh, no. No, thanks. I, I should be getting on. How much do I owe you? Oh, let me see. Roseanne, coffee, 60 and a dime, 70. Taxes, let me see, 4 cents, 74. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, there you go. The rest is for you. Thanks. Bye. Senor, I tell you, do not die in the Diablo Mountain. <laughs> well, thanks. I, I don't really plan on dying anywhere. At least not for a while, anyway. Just remember what I say, senor. For to die in the Diablo Mountains is for your soul to go to hell. It was about 8.30 or so as I pulled my rig back onto the highway. And the sun was low in the sky, wind was blowing. It was dusty, hazy. It seemed so unreal. The old man's words about the evil in the mountains came back to haunt me. It wasn't so much what he said about the devil and all, but the way he said it. It's just funny sometimes how things like that will stick in your mind. Anyway, I'd been driving only a few minutes when in the fading light I saw a figure standing on the shoulder of the road near a large formation of jagged rocks. It was a girl, hitchhiking. She had long brown hair that was blowing in the wind and wore a light blue dress and was carrying a small bundle wrapped in a long blanket. It was a baby. Well, I usually don't pick up riders, but she looked so intent, almost desperate. Besides, the sun was just going down, it was getting dark, and I knew that it would be getting chilly pretty soon. Hey! Hey, hop in! I'm going as far as Clayton. Thank you, thank you. Uh, 
far is Clayton? Well, uh, about 20 miles, I guess. Just on the uh, other side of the mountains. Oh. It's cold out here. Baby doesn't like the cold. What's your name? Uh, I'm Larry Talmadge. I'm Susan. And this is my little son, Matthew. <laughs> Bad night. Do you have children? Yeah, two, two boys. Do you love your children? I love my baby so much. Yeah, yeah. Kids are great, all right. Sure can be a lot of trouble at times, though. Well, where are you going, Susan? Out of the mountains. If I can make it. <laughs> sure you'll make it. Haven't lost a load yet. Or a rider. You know, I've been doing this a long time. You get to see a lot of road. What kind of work do you do? I won't work anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah, with the kid and all. Hard to get away, isn't it? I think I'll go to Clayton. Sure, sure. That's where I'm going. We drove on for several more minutes, exchanging small talk, and I couldn't help but feel sorry for the girl. She had a pretty face, but she seemed distracted, worried. Not not quite all there, like maybe she'd been drinking or was on pills of some kind. She kept looking out the window, the whole while holding the baby close to her. I, I couldn't really tell, but the baby seemed sickly, moved very little, and was kind of pale. I remembered my own boys when they were small, and that didn't seem too normal. Yet all this while, there, there was an intensity about her, a purpose, as if her only thought was the end of that road. She, she wasn't very talkative, and what she did say was not always clear. I figured that there was just something in her past that she wanted to get away from and that she didn't really want to talk about. How much longer? A few more minutes. It's a long road. Does it seem cold in here to you? I, I feel so cold. Oh, well, let, let me turn this seat on. And there's a jacket behind the seat there. Go ahead and wrap it around you. Are uh, you married, Susan? What? I said, are you married? Oh, yes. Going to see your husband? I can't. I love my husband so much. Where is he? At home. Where's that? Back there. Ah, I see. How old is the baby? Three weeks. He's just a little baby. You know, they're people when they're that old. Sometimes I think I know what he's thinking. Can babies smile when they're little? I guess so. I think he smiled. I think babies can tell when you love them. It seems so dark. Oh, it's it's the mountains. The sun goes down faster. You warmer now? No. It's so dark. This is an evil place, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I I don't know about that. I, you know, I bet it's kind of pretty in the day. The rolling hills. I've never been here before, but there's something out there. I don't know. <laughs> Look, you, you were talking to an old Mexican in a cafe, were you? What? <laughs> Nothing. Just some old guy with some stories about the mountains. What did he say? Oh, hey, nothing. Just some corny thing about El Diablo. And for me not to die in the mountains. Oh. oh. Hey, hey, look, kid. Hey, hey, what's wrong? I, I can't let anything happen to my baby. I'd give up myself for my baby. All right, hey, hey, look now, look. Is the baby sick or something? No. No. We'll be okay. I just want to be away. Well, do you have friends in Clayton? Yes. Yes, I'll be okay there. Thank you. Huh? Thank you. You were my last ride for the night. 
Thank you for the ride. Glad to help out. Do you believe in God? Sure, sure. I guess so. Used to be a Baptist. I never went to church much. Funny how you remember stuff like that. Do you think God knows? Well, I guess he knows just about everything. You know, I never really thought about it much one way or the other. It's sort of a personal thing, I guess. I hope he's there. Do you ever pray? Maybe in a in a quiet way. Maybe just to hope for something really important. I never did pray. I used to do some bad stuff. Do you think they would hold it against my baby? Who do you mean by they? I don't know. Were you ever baptized? I guess so. I don't really remember. My baby wasn't baptized. Oh, well. You know, maybe that doesn't really matter. I always thought that maybe it was what was on the inside of a person. That, that's what really counts. Do you think there's a heaven? <laughs> You're really in a down mood, aren't you? Is there a heaven? Sure. Sure, I guess so. You're a very nice man. I wish I could thank you. Thanks. It's not much further now. The end of the mountain's coming up. Clayton can't be much further. Hey! God! What was that? Hey, hey, look! Wait, wait! It's all right. What was it? What was it? I don't know. Okay, all right. Hey. It was just a patch of fog. It's nothing. We almost went off the road. I know, but it's okay. It's okay now. I'm not going to go off the road. Okay, yes. All right, hey, it's okay, it's okay. Don't worry, don't worry about it. I tried to comfort the girl, and she kept crying. I, I must say that whatever it was on the road kind of shook me up, too. I didn't know what it was. I've never seen anything like it before, but a fog... A thick black fog. It seemed to come from nowhere. Yet it was everywhere. So strange, I, I, I guess what shook me up most was that I almost did run off the road. That always scares me. We could have been killed. We were just a few more minutes and we were out of the mountains. I pulled into Clayton and the girl's whole outlook suddenly changed. I, I figured she was happy to be back in what I thought was her home. She had me drive her to a certain street and I pulled up in front of a large old church. Thank you. Sure you're going to be okay now? I hope everything works out for you. We'll both be all right. I know now that we will. Is there someone uh, who'd look after you? Oh, oh, they'll come and get us. Oh, my baby. Everything will be all right now. Everything seems so much better now. I'm glad to help out. Look, maybe I'll see you again someday. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> look, in my business, you see people all the time. I always see people again. Maybe years later, on the road, in a cafe. Good luck. After dropping the girl and baby off at the church, I'd gone about a block when I saw one of the baby's shoes on the seat next to me. I knew that the girl would want the shoe back, so I circled the block and pulled up in front of the church again. I got out and walked around to the back. I called the girl's name... I even knocked on the door of the church, but no one was around. And that seemed strange. So I, I put the shoe back in the cab of the truck. I could give it to her if I ever saw her again. 
I drove on to deliver my load, all the while thinking about this girl and baby. It seemed so strange. They just seemed to have, to have disappeared. I glanced at my watch. I was running a little ahead of schedule. Made my delivery at 10, had the truck unloaded by 10.30, didn't stop for coffee or anything. I wanted to get home. And I was heading back to the Diablo Mountains towards Byron, the way I'd come. I'd been on the road a half hour or so, maybe 45 minutes, and it was 11, 11.15. Not ahead of me, near the same jagged rock formation where I'd picked up the girl earlier, I saw the flashing lights of a sheriff's car. My God, I thought, not another wreck. I hate to see wrecks. Anything I can do? Yep, maybe. Got a couple of fatalities down there. What, uh, what happened? Oh, car went out of control. Went down this ravine. Nobody could see them from the road. Oh, God. Yeah, bringing them up now. Come on, give us a hand. Sure. Oh, what a shame. Killed a little one outright. Guess the girl lived for a while. <sighs> Too bad nobody could see him from the road. Yeah. Oh, well... Oh, my God. What's the matter? You know him? Yes. Uh, no, uh, not, not really. My God, it's the girl and her baby. I, I gave them a ride to Clayton earlier. Oh? What was that? I don't know. A couple of hours ago, just, just before sunset, I picked them up. Just up down the road. I remember the rocks. She seemed upset, kind of drunk or doped or something. Not quite all there. Distracted. Poor girl. And you dropped them off on Clayton? Yeah, yeah, maybe an hour or so ago. She must have gotten her car and headed back this way. When did you say you picked them up? Oh, May 39, just before the sun went down. I, I don't think that's possible. Now, what do you mean, not possible? That's the girl. The blue dress, the brown hair, the face, the baby. You say you picked them up about two hours ago. That's not possible. No. Look, the baby is missing a shoe. I got that shoe in my truck. Hey, look. That's impossible. I have that shoe. Now, look, buddy. I know you're a little shaken up, but the garden has been here already. These people died at, at least six hours ago. Now, how do you account for a thing like that? Larry Talmadge swears he picked up the girl and her baby, talked with her, drove her to Clayton and led her off at a church two hours before he came upon the wreck on the mountainside. And yet the coroner reports they had already been dead at that time some four hours. The officer couldn't explain. Larry certainly couldn't. Can you? Perhaps it's a mother's love for her child, so strong that even after death, her only concern is for the child's place in eternity. Crisis has presented 
Night Rider, starring Douglas Young and Pat French, with Lee Posh and John Amendola, and special guest star Norm Barbro as the Old Mexican. Script by Michael David McGuire, sound by Scott Bennett. Your director is Jim French. Crisis is distributed nationally by Nostalgia Broadcasting Corporation, Box 10914, St. Petersburg, Florida. <laughs>